0: Hey, what's up everybody? This podcast is just solo podcast and it's totally devoted to all the awesome people that I got to hang out with uh during my mini vacation when I was in Chiang Mai and Pai. And when I was recording this podcast, I forgot to tell the story uh that I promised I would in my last solo podcast because that's how disrespectful I am. So I'm going to tell it right now. So I was walking down the street home from the bar uh, in Chiang Mai at about like two o'clock in the morning, and this girl standing on the street, she says hello to me. And I was like, That's kind of weird. Why is this girl saying hi to me? uh, And so I go, I was like, Hi, how are you? And I go over to her, and then, like, like an idiot, because what girl says hello to random strangers at two o'clock in the morning? If she's not a, a prostitute and so i go over to her and she you know offers her services and i say to her i say oh no thank you uh was like i was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> I this is actually what i said like i'm telling this story not to be funny i'm telling this story not to be inappropriate uh i'm telling the story because it's true and it happened and so i go <laughs> i go to <laughs> I go, no thank you. You're a very pretty lady, though. And then she goes,
1: "I'm no lady." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, yeah,
0: this is this is Thailand." <laughs> I didn't say that part. But then I was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, nice to meet you again. No thank you. Uh, Good night." And then I walked away. And uh, that was the story that I promised to tell. Uh, my last solo podcast, but I didn't tell it during the main the main portion of this podcast because I forgot. And so now I'm telling you in the introduction. Uh, everybody, this podcast is gonna be dope. I really like this one. It's one of the my favorite ones that I ever recorded all by myself. Devoted to all the awesome, amazing, wonderful people who I got to hang out with and uh spend time with. So that's what it's about. Much love, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I think you're going to enjoy this one. And here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm in a silly goosey type of mood today. We're going to have a good time. This podcast is going to be dope. Uh, So I'm in a silly goosey type of mood. And so we're going to have a fun time. I hope you guys are ready because that's what we're here for. I want you guys to have a fun time. And my last like my second to last solo podcast. My last couple solo podcasts have been a little have been a little rocky, I think. Uh like the one from four almost like a month ago now cuz you know with the guest podcasts and stuff. Uh I was super upset. And then I had a guest podcast and then I had that really quick one that I had to just record on the fly so you didn't really get and I was outside sitting in the dirt. With people all walking by, so you couldn't really. It wasn't the full, uh, experience. Like it wasn't as legit as it could have been. And then we got this bad boy right here, and we're back. And I just got back from traveling for like ten days, and it was dope. It was. It was. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say that it was the best mini vacation that I've ever been on in my life. But you want to know why? Because I'm in Thailand. And this is a beautiful country. And I got to hang out with just many, just so many beautiful people. And we got to do so many beautiful things. Uh, And it was New Year's Eve and Christmas that I did that traveling.
1: And it was super dope.
0: And there's a thing that I realized about myself. And it's something that I realized with the help of Chloe and Eva. Uh, I believe I mentioned them. In my last solo podcast, when I told that Christmas Eve story, when we played Frank Sinatra in the dorm, like the dorm style hostel, uh, when we were all hanging out on Christmas Eve, playing cards, talking story, having just a wonderful time. And then we pull up the picture of a Christmas tree, play Frank Sinatra, I'll be home for Christmas. I almost cry. I I definitely cried inside, uh, but I didn't cry outside. here's the thing about me uh I haven't I have not cried yet <laughs> since being in Thailand I haven't cried yet and I've given you guys like the scoop and I talk a lot about how like it's super sucky uh I do I say that a lot uh but I haven't cried about it yet and not cause I'm a tough guy cause I do cry uh I would say i probably cry more than the average man, for sure. I'm going to say for sure. But, you know, remember, I I don't really understand the statistics. And it's just that I have absolutely no idea how often the average man cries. Uh, and so, remember, I'm, I'm pretty stupid. So, I have no idea how much I cry compared to other men. <laughs> but I'm not... <laughs> But I'm not like you know the you're, you're, you're tough, tough guy type of guy, uh but I haven't cried since I've been here. Uh, why did I talk about crying? Why did I do that? Uh, I don't know, see, and that's the thing i don't uh I don't like making these podcasts scripted, so I have like little notes uh in front of me just so I can hit the big things that I want to talk about uh but I don't plan any sentences or anything like that because I want it to flow. I want it to uh I want it to to flow well, I want it to be natural. Um and does does that mean I forget some things? Yeah. But does that mean you guys get the real deal John Theo who's sitting in his room just talking to the wall and his neighbors can probably hear him?
1: Yeah, you can.
0: Uh as but that's me. And that's where I'm at. That's what it is. Yeah, I cry sometimes. I don't know why I've brought it up, but I do. I haven't cried about being here yet. Uh uh But, uh, Chloe and Eva, I talked, oh, crying, Christmas, yeah, uh, haven't cried about it, but, um, yeah, okay, so those girls, so I met them around Christmas time, like, on the 23rd, 24th, uh, we got, we hung out on Christmas Eve, but then, as we were, as, like, we stayed in the same hostel, uh, during Christmas time, and then we discovered that literally our trip was exactly the same, uh, First stop, Chiang Mai. Second stop, Pai. Third stop, Bangkok for New Year's. And so I was, like, freaking dope. And by the time we got to Chiang Mai, I was, like, yo, good thing these girls are awesome. Because uh, then we get I get to have friends for the next week. Uh, and, like, not just, like, hanging out with random people, different people every night. Which is great. Uh, I love doing that. Because it's super easy to do that in hostels. You just meet new people every day. Uh, but it's also nice to travel with people, or uh, and like get to know people over the course of a few days, and then you grow. And when you're traveling together, there's some deeper intimacy there than just knowing somebody, uh, like in normal everyday life. Like I feel like uh, with those, and there was a, a a couple other people that we were traveling with too, uh, but they didn't weren't there for the Bangkok edition, and. I feel like you get a lot closer to people a lot quicker when you're traveling. Uh, it's almost like if you were like in camp or something. I don't know. That's the only thing, I, other thing that I can relate it to. I never went to camp, so I have no idea what camp is like. I have no idea about the, how often the average man cries, and I have no idea about camp. But I talked about them both today. Because gosh darn, that's what we do here. <laughs>
1: um, uh, Chloe and Eva said, I said a joke. And they were like,
0: "You're such a dad," and I was like, immediately I was like, "No, I'm not," and I like refuted it. And I was like, "No, I'm not." Blah 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 blah. Um, But then I thought about it a lot, and uh, like I played into it a little bit during the week because I saw that it was funny and it was like uh, I got a good reaction from it, so I played into it a little bit. Uh, I played into it a little bit. Like I was just slightly above, like not even really. Like, I was just myself, but noticed it that week, Uh because uh attention was brought to it. I was just totally myself, but attention was brought to the, the, the dad-likeness of me. Uh, and I realized, and I refuted it in the moment, because I didn't believe it to be true. But then I thought about it a lot, and I don't think they know <laughs> how much I thought about it. <laughs> but I'm still thinking about it now. (laughs) And I realized today as I walked into my door that it's kind of true. And I'm not saying that it's true because now it's like a trend, it's funny, it's in memes a lot, and it's in social media, and it's in pop culture to be like, oh, you're such a dad, blah, 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 blah. Um, And that's why I don't like saying, yeah, that's me, because uh, because it's like a trend now, and I don't like that. Uh, and so there was one point where we were, it was New Year's Eve, and we were in a taxi together, and uh, I was trying to defend myself and trying to justify that I wasn't a dad. And I, I like, And the second you do that, the second you start trying to justify yourself for something, you're not that thing. The second you have to justify yourself for being a certain way, you are not that way. You following me? I hope you are, because that sentence made sense, and it was smart, too. Um, uh, and so I was, like, saying, I was trying to bring up all these, like, bad things that I do, that, like, a dad wouldn't do, and I was just like, John, you're digging yourself deeper and deeper into this one. Um... But then I started thinking about how many times in the past people have compared me to a dad. And it's a lot. I can remember this one time somebody was like, John, look at those dad shares shades that you're wearing. And I was like, yo, what are you talking about? These are just cool sunglasses. And that's why I think I'm a dad. And that's why I'm coming to terms with it. Because like all the things that I do, I don't think are dad-like. I just think they're normal. and everybody else is like relates him to being a dad and i wore i wore sandals like mandals with the velcro straps uh everything i have the sh- <laughs> like this one outfit that i had <laughs> uh during the trip was velcro sandals socks cuz it was a little chilly uh hybrid shorts that you could wear as a bathing suit and as regular khaki shorts
1: and a windbreaker uh and also a fanny pack and so and that fanny pack
0: i think is dope and is the best thing that i've purchased since being in thailand and when i return to the united states i will 100% be wearing that fanny pack so if you're listening to this and you live in new york prepare yourself for me to be wearing a a, a fanny pack get your jokes ready now and just have them, have them in the chamber for me because I'll be ready. And I want you to say them because I want to test my security in the fanny pack. And I'm not, it's not going to be like an everyday thing. It's going to be uh, like when I go out at night to a bar or something because it's so nice not having stuff in your pocket. And you just put it in the fanny pack, pop the zipper on. Nobody's grabbing your stuff. Nothing's falling out of your pockets. You know where everything is. Perfect little extra stuff you could toss in there. Your keys, your wallet, your phone, anything. Your friend's phone.
1: Freaking, what's the word? Uh, Practicality in its purest form is personified
0: in that fanny pack. And I'm super pumped about it. And I'm going to wear it all the time back home. So get ready for it. But uh, Chloe and Eva brought to my attention that I'm kind of a dad. And... I think so I am. Maybe, I don't know cuz I like, I still don't agree with it. Uh but I'm understanding why they're saying it cuz I still don't think I am a dad. Uh I think I'm I'm like a a freaking I'm freaking like a rebellious sexy guy, you know? Uh and, <laughs> and So no, I don't think I'm a dad, but I understand why people think so that's all I'm going to say. Uh And I want to say one more thing about Chloe and Eva. Uh but they're super freaking awesome. and I was super grateful that I got to travel with them uh, throughout the whole trip. I was super pumped about it. Like, Chloe and Eva are the type of girls that are in movies. And then after you watch the movie, you're like, dang, I wish I had girlfriends like that. And not like romantic girlfriends, but just like friends who are girls. Uh, that's what they're like. They're like the girls in movies who after you watch a movie, you're like, dang, I wish I had girlfriends like that that's who they're like uh and so I, and if you don't watch movies uh the book that you read and the girls who are just like super dope and mad cool those girls uh and if you don't read books and you don't watch movies then uh you're probably the better loser uh <laughs> nah just kidding uh but i even know i have no idea how to relate to you in another way or illustrate the type of people they are other than books and movies that's it uh oh but do you want to know why they're great because they asked really great questions. And I remember uh, on the other solo podcast, the last one, when I was like, uh, when I met those two people after eating cowboy girl food, uh, the French woman and the Filipino guy, they were a couple with the, and uh, we just like vibed and we got along super well. They asked amazing questions, personal questions. And Chloe and Eva did the same thing. Like, I didn't have to put the conversation on my back at all uh and it's super dope like they ask me questions about my family about my job what it's about teaching what it's like and then i got to do the same thing to them and then that's how a conversation works you just ask personal questions that's it it's not that easy i mean it's not that hard uh others it's and if you want some tips ask somebody about their family ask somebody about their job and ask somebody about their dreams that they want to do and that's really it and you follow those three things, and you'll be able to have a good conversation with anybody, anybody. Uh, And they did that, and so I was super grateful for them. Chloe and Eva, you guys are awesome. You guys are like the girls who are in movies
1: that people want to be friends with after they watch the movie. Yeah, baby. That's what it's like. Uh, There's something
0: that I want to, before I talk about the next group of people that I was with, I want to talk about something that I mentioned in one of my other solo podcasts that
1: I want to back up. Uh, I said that, I said a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I forget,
0: uh, that it's a sad thing, this is what I said a few weeks ago, that it's a sad thing if people are not self-aware enough to be able to realize the faults in their own culture. I said something all along the lines of that, and I should back that up I should back that up because if I say it's sad, I should be able to back up and defend um, how I am self- aware enough to be able to see the faults in my own culture and the things that I do wrong uh, or or then the faults like in of American people um, in America as a society I should back that up so i'm going to try and i'm not going to pretend. Like I know enough about politics to say anything critical with any sophistication uh, about the American government, because I have no idea. Uh, I think the American government is great, <laughs> uh, but I do what I do know about is people, and what I do I do know enough about my fellow American people
1: to be able to be like, yo, guys, men, get it together. When you go to a bar, all the girls don't want to have sex with you. Okay? Just get it together.
0: And realize that the girl across the bar with her friends
1: is just a person. And she's not there for you. Alright? And you're not the most important person in the room. Alright, guys,
0: get it together. Like I and I've fallen I've I've fell victim to that many a time, many times. Uh But now I've realized it in myself uh, that I'm not the most important person in the room. And that when I go into a bar, uh, my me having a great night isn't the most important thing. Because there's other people in that bar, and they're just as important as I am. And they have the same mind, will, and emotions as I do. Uh, So what makes me better than them? Nothing. Doesn't. And do I have any superiority over anybody else there? No. Not at all. Uh, So I shouldn't be so focused on myself to think that everybody in there is there to serve me especially women and especially in a sexual way cuz they're not
1: cuz they're there just to have fun they're there just to have a good time okay so guys get it together okay
0: <laughs> uh but you know there's also there's some girls that do just want to be there to have sex with
1: you so yeah deal with it i don't know so there's some girls like that and that's true. Uh, but not all of them are, okay?
0: So don't think that all of them are. Just be lucky and
1: find the ones who are, if you want to do that. Uh, so yeah, American men had to get it together in that way. I had to get it together in that way. Uh, and I think I have, for the most part. Uh and how else can Americans get it together? Let's talk about Christian. because I'm a Christian. And I understand Christian culture. And let's talk about... Let's talk about... I'm going to talk about...
0: Because I'm alone in this room. And I'm not a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> how do Christians got to get it together? Uh, just be nice. Christian. That's it. Just be more nice. And
0: you know how uh Christians are always stereotyped to being judgmental? Uh you wanna know why? Because it's true. Stop being that, please. And I, I know like jokes I like I'm feeling loosey goosey tonight. Um but jokes aside, like for real, if you're a Christian, just stop being judgmental. And there's a good chance you probably are, because most of the Christians who I've ever met in my whole entire life were pretty judgmental. Um so if you're Christian listening to this, get it together and stop. Um, and I'm going to give a story as to what I mean by that. Because it's subtle. It's subtle judgments that often go unrecognized. I'm going to tell a story. I was at a, a rock quarry in Virginia at school, where I went to school, went to a Christian school. And uh, there, it was about an hour and a half from the campus. And there was, another, there was a state school, not a Christian school, nearby, that rock quarry. A mixed group of people, uh, and I went with one of my other buddies. We had lawn chairs, had some beers. It was awesome, great time and uh so then there's groups of christian the people from liberty, and then there's groups there I don't know where they were from, but there was another group of people there uh so let's here's the picture. rock quarry standing up on the ledge, nice flat ground, lots of room for people to spread out. We're like far away from the entrance of like from the woods where people will come in me and my buddy we're like far away from that and there's two groups of people the christian liberty group of people and then the group of people smoking weed and drinking beers and then another group of people comes in and all the christian people give like legitimately give them dirty looks and like start sizing them up and like start looking them up and down like the guys there they were like automatically got like defensive uh and like which was, was a the root of that is insecurity uh and like tried to like puff out their chests and uh just like didn't even say hello and then uh- and maybe it was because they were bringing beers and they were smoking as well, I don't know uh but then the other group of people who were there, the people drinking and smoking weed who did not know the new group uh the new- newcomers automatically and me and my buddy were like far off in the distance just being able to observe this uh and automatically that group of people who was drinking and smoking weed they were like hey what's up guys welcome come join us how are you like it's a beautiful day out here just automatically so happy so welcoming and inviting But then the Christian people, who are supposed to be the most welcoming, who are supposed to be the most loving, and who are supposed to be the most inviting, weren't. And that's what I mean. So that nobody said anything, nobody did anything wrong, nobody had a conversation about judgments. But it's subtle judgments like that. Like, just don't be like that. Okay? (laughs) Like, don't be a dick. That's it. It's It's just super easy. Uh... And that's, that's a biblical principle. Don't be a jerk. Uh, from freaking my mom's favorite book of the Bible, Ecclesiastes. When I read that most recently, I got a few principles from that. Uh, love your family. Love the thing you do. Love God. And try not to be a jerk. That's, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, bang, that's it right there. And so I think that's a thing that people miss sometimes in the Christian community. So get it together, like don't be such a don't be so judgmental. Um, and here's another thing, and I don't know, uh, like I don't, I'm not taking any stance on this, but I'm gonna say it because it's true, and it's something that really surprised me. Uh, and so in May I put out a book called The Dopeness of Christ, and it's a 30 day devotional. It's on Amazon. If you haven't heard about it, it's called The Dopeness of Christ. You can go check it out on Amazon. Um and w- once
1: i put it out it took it took months like months and months for any of my christian friends to reach out to me with support
0: and say hey congratulations and even though like i can count on one hand the amount of my christian friends who reached out to me and with support and congratulations uh, after I put out the book, but I got, and I got an overwhelmingly greater amount of support from my friends who were not Christian, and, and that, really, that surprised me big time, uh, and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth a little bit, uh, and so I don't know, yeah, I don't know what's good with that, but that's also a thing, I'm not taking a stance on why that happened, but it happened, so I'm saying it, and uh, I don't really understand why that happened. But it kind of yeah it definitely put a bad taste in my mouth and I was like yo what like you got like this is Chris obviously a Christian book like you guys are supposed to be the ones you know showing me this, this like the most love on this but it was the opposite it was the people who were not Christians uh, and they were they showed me the most love they showed me the, the most support and they gave me the best feedback most people who read it were not Christians which I was freaking pumped about. Uh. But yeah, so that's the thing. And so get it together. Alright, guys? And, uh... And...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say
1: it. I'm gonna say it. Uh, Christian girls, just one thing. Relax. <laughs> that's it. Just relax, Christian girls. Just relax. Take it easy. All right? Everything isn't the end of the world. It's going to be all right. Next time you date somebody, just chill. Just have a good time. Don't worry about it.
0: Don't ask him to pursue you. (laughs) Because he'll do it. Just give it a little bit more than two weeks. Uh, (laughs) Just relax. Not everything's the end of the world. Okay? Take a chill pill. (laughs) That's what I got to say. Uh, And so now we're going to move on. Those are the things that I think people in the Christian culture need to be aware of, and people in the just normal culture need to be aware of. Like, guys, don't think that everybody wants to have sex with you and just go have a good time. Christians in general, don't be dicks. Christian girls, relax. Those are the three things that I think I do really well at, or have been self aware enough to be out of that, to have been like that in one way, and then now. For the most part, not be like that anymore. So that's when I'm backing up what I said a few weeks ago. Whew, my friends, we are going. I'm
1: talking a hundred words a second. I got to drink some water. I told you. I'm in a silly goosey mood. And I think that might be because of, I had coffee.
0: Like right at my deadline for coffee for the day. Like I don't drink coffee past 5 o'clock p.m. And uh, I was finishing my coffee at like four fifty five ish like around that time uh and so it's still coursing through my veins and uh I'm also feeling loosey goosey silly goosey because uh, I played uno with my neighbor's children, and uh and I lost. So I had to go buy ice cream again. <laughs> and and it was a really fun time. And that's how I spend my Saturday nights because it's impossible to go anywhere at nighttime. Uh and but I love it. So I play honestly, I freaking look forward to it every week. Like like the mom, she's always like, "Oh, like I'm so like thank you so much for playing with the kids." I'm like, "Oh, you're welcome, blah blah blah." But she has no idea that it's the highlight of my week playing Uno with Kafang and Namsai. Is the best. It's I look forward to it. Like I'm already looking forward to next week. I love it. We play three rounds of Uno, and it's a blast. And I haven't won in a while. Yeah, I came close to winning today, but I haven't won in a few weeks. But that's the thing I look forward to, and so I have a really good time doing that. Uh, and then afterwards, we, me, Kavang, and I'm sorry, we all rode to Seven Eleven, and we got ice cream and candy and chips. And now after this podcast, I'm gonna put on a movie, and eat some chips that are
1: flavored. Like seaweed, and I'm pumped for it. Um, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. Uh, all right, here, here we go, baby. Oh, perfect time, perfect time
0: because I'm about to talk about my next group of people that I was chilling with who are so amazing, so amazing, just a ragtag group of people. And I'm gonna talk about them in a second, but this is a perfect time segment. What's my favorite song of the week? It's called Pink Moon by Tash Sultana. I have no idea if I'm saying her name right, but Tash, like Natasha, but Tash, T-A-S-H, Sultana, S-U-L-T-A-N-A, Pink Moon by Tash Sultana. Holy cow, is it a dope song. Like, it gets you going. And there's a guitar solo that comes on with like two minutes left, that will make an impotent man climax. Okay, like, dang! If you feel it in your bones, you feel it. You feel this song like rising up from your plums, and it just goes throughout your whole body. Listen to it, Pink Moon. Listen to it with some headphones on. Listen to it actively. Actively listen to this song. Actively listen to music more. Like, go and have listening to music be your activity. It's one of my favorite things to do. You just sit down put your headphones on, and listen to music. One of my favorite things to do. I love it. So go and do that. All right? And now, uh, here's comes the perfect transition into uh, me talking about the next group of friends that I was hanging out with. I was hanging out with these people mostly in Pai, but I met two of them in Chiang Mai as well. Listen to this ragtag, Group of travelers. We got Eric from Austria. We got Dan from the, the Netherlands. We got Natasha from England, from London, England, and then we got Leah from Germany, and then we got me from the United States. And this crew, holy cow! I have got so much love for this crew. We we had a really really awesome couple of nights, few days together. Eric, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe all four of these people. Uh, Eric, just a happy dude. Uh, like, dreadlocked guy, just, a really good dude in his heart. Uh, super funny, just a happy guy. And like, happy, not like a, like a stupid, like, always oh, just a, a happy dude. Like, not like a, uh, not like a shallow, happy guy. uh, But just positive outlook on life, looks at people well, looks at situations well. Just a heart of gold, happy, funny dude, really pleasant to be around. And then Dan, super smart guy, super smart, but also super funny and super kind, really generous, really cool to be around. He was from the Netherlands. I've loved literally every single person I've ever met from the Netherlands. I want to go. I really want to go to the Netherlands because I've met probably now close to 20 people from the Netherlands, and I've really enjoyed all of them. They've all been great. I have not met one person from the Netherlands that I have not liked. Legitimately cool people. Uh, And his name is Dan, but it's spelled with two A's. How cool is that? And we got Natasha. She was a freaking gangster from London, England. She was so dope. Uh, And like she loved to get down. She loved to party. Uh, But you could tell that she, she really loved people, too. Uh, and she really cared about people. And you could tell she was really insightful. What's the word? Empathetic? Yeah. She was really empathetic. Uh, you could tell. And she was super dope. I really enjoyed it. And she was hysterical. I thought she was so funny. Uh, and, like, she just had, the, like, the witty, dry English humor. And she could just hang with whatever joke. Uh, like, somebody made a joke about semen, and she just rolled with it. And she made it even more like she intensified it, and she just kept going like rolled with the punches, and like that's not why she's dope like, uh, but it's just a cool thing like when I heard that like when the person made the joke I was like oh, and then but then she just rolled with it like didn't skip a beat, and I was like yo, this girl's a gangster, uh, and so Natasha was mad cool, and then we had Leah from Germany. I don't she said her name and it was like dropped the a like dropped at the end it was like Leah. Uh, I, I had such a hard time saying it, so, but I but I tried. And Leah was this funky girl with dreadlocks in her hair, but it was like a dreadlock ponytail kind of thing. And so like half of it was in a like just normal dreadlock, but like thick dreadlocks. Uh, but then the other half was like stuck up in a ponytail and almost looked like a tree, like coming out of from the side of her head. But it looked good, like it wasn't ugly, like it looked really good. It was really cool. And she was just this funky girl from Germany. And she was one of the coolest people that I think I've ever met in my life. Uh, And we didn't even really talk that much. Uh, But just whenever I was around her, this is the thing I'm going to say this. Yeah, this is true. Whenever I was around Leah, I felt safe. I felt at ease. I felt like things were going to be okay. I felt like we're just here to have a good time. And so Leah just made me feel really good inside. And that was our group, uh. And a funny thing about Leah, I'm not sure if her English was that good. I'm not sure if her, if her English was great or not good. Because, but the case, or, and maybe it was just like a part of her humor. Uh, because like there would be times where like she, you could, she was saying things, and like she could finish the joke with words, but then she wouldn't, and she would finish it with like charades, and she would finish the joke with like hand gestures. And so instead of saying, like, oh, and those people gave me such a headache, she'd be like, oh, and those people. And then she would, like, do, she would, like, make it look like she was having a headache. And it was just so funny. Uh, I thought she was hysterical and just, like, really kind, really good person, made everybody in our group feel really safe. And so shout out to you guys. I'm going to tell you to listen to this podcast and so, so you can listen to me say all these good things about you. And how much I love all you guys. And how much we had a good time together. And how thankful I am for you guys. Uh, and super, I'm super happy for you guys. I'm super happy and grateful that I met you guys. So thank you. The love is in me. It's in my heart. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. And this goes for Chloe and Eva too. So now me, I'm better now. And so this is the thing that I love about traveling. This is the thing I love about meeting new people. Uh, is because I am now a better person because of Eric. I'm now a better person because of Dan. I'm now a better person because of Natasha. I'm now a better person because of Leah. I'm now a better person because of Chloe, and I'm now a better person because of Eva. And I learned more things about myself. I've been transformed in certain ways. I'm better in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm more thoughtful in some ways. I've I've, I've learned more perspectives. Uh, I got to know more things about the world and i got to be become more accepting and more uh more non more secure i think is a really good way to put it uh after meeting everybody here uh and more selfless you get from meeting all these people uh my ego has been reduced after meeting all these people and that's the thing that that's the thing that i love about traveling is because you're forced into becoming better things And I'm so grateful that I I get to travel. And now, am I grateful because this was handed to me? No, because it wasn't. And I worked really hard to get to this point in my life. And I make conscious decisions to get myself here. Uh, But I lived a great life. And I have great parents who supported me along the way, who have then raised me up to be a conscientious adult and who's able to um, make halfway decent choices. And so it's not all on me. I didn't do it. Props to my parents props to the lord that wouldn't be who I am without him uh and here's the thing <laughs> and so christianity has taught me a lot uh it's taught me a lot about how to be a good person it's taught me a lot about how to love it's taught me a lot how to rest and to value to value rest and to value peace and to love my neighbor and to love without ulterior motives those are the things that christianity has taught me and so even if, here's the thing seriously i'm going to be real here even if god isn't real I'm a better person for believing it. All right? So, and my life doesn't suck. And so, even if God isn't real, I've learned so many good things from Christianity and from that faith. And so I'm really grateful for that. And so I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be who I am today without Christianity and a lot of the good things that I am today. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be those things if it wasn't for Christianity. Uh and so even if it's wrong, then so like even if I'm believing in something fake that's a lie like I'm still better for it and I think I'm better
1: to people for it and I think the people who know me uh can can attest to that uh so I don't know you know you know if it's if it's not real I'm still there's no no real harm really uh you know
0: so It really only gets wrong when when you're a jerk and you're religious, like like a religious prick and you're like always coming down on people and making people feel crappy about themselves. Don't be that person Uh, because then you are being harmed from a religion that might not even be real. Uh, Because we don't, because we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows for real. Nobody knows because none of us were there. None of us were there at the beginning, so none of us can actually know for real where I was watching a thing on late night and some dude was like, we're all really agnostic because none of, but some of us just uh, observe it and others don't. Because that's the whole aspect of faith is believing in something that you can't know for certain. That's the whole, it's like a, a pillar of Christianity. It's one of the biggest pillars of Christianity ever is faith and, and is believing, even though we don't know for sure. But when people are like, I know for sure You have this is the way. I know, man. I know 100%. It's like, okay,
1: cool. All right, you could believe that, which is good. 100% belief is good, but you don't know
0: because you weren't there, and nobody that you know was there when it all started. You have no idea. Nobody ever, you know, zero people who know for sure. And so, I think. And I'm glad that I know that, and I'm glad that I realize that because it, it helps me practice my faith. Uh, but so yeah, so that's that's, and so I so Eric, Dan, Natasha, Leah, Chloe, Eva, I took things from them, and and I, I kept I keep them now in me, and little parts of them have now become parts of me, uh, and I I hope that the same thing happened for them too, that they took parts of me. And they keep it with them. I hope that's, I hope that happened because uh, I was giving myself as well. I wasn't I didn't take I didn't I don't say take as in like I took selfishly from them, but uh, as in like they gave pieces of themselves to me, and I opened myself up and I put them inside my body. and now uh, I'm a better person now. Cuz Chloe, Eva, Eric Dan, Natasha Leah, you guys are awesome. I love you guys so much. We had a, uh, me, Eric, Dan, Natasha, and Leah, we had a super dope night at, uh, this place called Paradise, and it was super cool, because we were all there for the same reason, we were all doing the same thing, we were all on the same wavelength, uh, there was no rivalry between any of us, we were all just there to have a good time. By the end of the night, we're all giving each other hugs, we're all saying how much we love each other. It was uh, how happy we were to meet each other. There was no competition, no rivalry between us. Uh, just everybody's there to have a good time. And I love that stuff. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's really showing me who I am. And I'm discovering a lot about myself. And I'm super happy for the life that I get to have. Uh, back here in Ubon, I'm back. Is it still super difficult? Yeah, 100%. Am I alone every single day, all day? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh is it really hard and sucky daily? Yeah. Uh but I said this before. I'm grateful for the suckiness now because when I'm traveling and get to meet all these people, I'm learning amazing, amazing stuff. Uh but when I'm here and things are very quiet and and I'm dealing with lots of loneliness and uh and difficulties uh on a daily basis that literally never ends. Uh I'm learning a lot as well. I'm learning to deal with adversity, and learning to deal with loneliness, and learning to deal with situations that are not favorable. Uh, and with the number one thing I learned is sacrifice. That whatever you do, it's going to take sacrifice. Um, and I people always say that all the time. And I people always said like, oh, does everything takes sacrifice. I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, that makes sense. But I never really got it because I just wanted everything. I wanted. Everything I wanted, uh, all different types of life, all at the same time. And I learned that that's impossible, uh, and that everything that you do is going to take sacrifice. And I'm glad I'm learning that now because the next thing that I do in my life, I'm going to realize, okay, I'm going to have to sacrifice certain things. Like if I go and I go do another year abroad, I'm going to have it in my mind, okay, I'm going to be sacrificing Christmas with my family. I'm going to be sacrificing time with my friends. I'm going to be sacrificing climbing the social ladder in a stable place. I'm going to be sacrificing. Uh, my career in a certain way, uh, to some degree. I'm going to sacrifice getting ahead in life in uh, a financial way. Uh, And I didn't know any of those things before coming here for the first time. I was just like, oh, everything's going to be great. Oh, everything's going to be awesome. I'm going to be able to get everything. But I can't. You're going to have to sacrifice lots of things. Whatever you do, when you start having a family, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. If you want to get a new job, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. If you want a car, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. I didn't realize that till now. And I'm happy that I realized it. Um, but yeah. And so I learn all those things through traveling. And putting myself in situations like this. But if you're a listener and you're like, I can't do that. If you're a beloved. I love you guys so much. You're not just a listener. You're a beloved. Uh, you can get those, You can get the thing, those lessons in different ways. Like reading. Reading books. Complex books. Read some books, and then you can learn those things. I don't really know how else you can learn those things. Uh, yeah, so like, read some complex books about what it's like to be a human and history and how to be a good person. Read things like that. Not like self-help books. Read
1: like uh, psychology books. Read the book The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and it'll teach you how to be a good person. Uh,
0: and I'm reading it now. It's one of the best books I've ever in my whole life. And I've read more than five books.
1: Uh, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, my beloveds, you can do it. You can do it, too. <laughs> uh, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's not about uh, in- being rah-rah. You can do it,
0: too. It's not what this is about. Uh, but you can. This podcast is about telling stories about my life and the things that I do and how much Fun that I have doing them, and when I'm not having fun, telling you about how sucky it is. That's what this podcast is about. And so, if you're listening to this podcast, I love you so much because you're a true beloved, and because all this podcast is just about my life, especially the solo podcast. Guest podcasts are a little bit different because uh, I get to have cool people on. Next week there's a pastor on. That's going to be a cool one. uh And so yeah, and I want to tell you about my New Year's Eve. Uh, there was to- two times, three times. Three times, and this is something that I found out that I love doing, that I love doing about myself, uh, or I love doing in my life, is having people follow me to the promised land, putting my word on the line and seeing if it works out. So three times I did that on this trip. It was this one time where somebody who used to live in Chiang Mai told me to go to the Northgate Jazz Bar because there's dope live music and you'll have a great time. So I took that and I went in to Chiang Mai with that. And there was this one night where I corralled a whole bunch of group a group of people. And I was like, My friends, Northgate Jazz Bar is going to be a great time. Northgate Jazz Bar was out of the way. It was far away. It took time to get there. But I was like, guys, it's gonna be awesome. Follow me to the promised land. And guess what? They did. And guess what? It was Dope! And so it was this bar that had those garage doors, so it was completely open. Live music on the inside, some room for seating on the inside, some room for seating on the outside. Inside bar, outside bar, people standing in the streets, walking around, talking. Everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody's there just to have a good time. The music was phenomenal. The drinks were cheap. The vibe was amazing. The atmosphere was so great. Uh, like, nobody was there to fight. Nobody was there to hook up. Everybody was just there to have a good time. And it, so it worked out. Follow me to the promised land. And the people who came had a dope time. And then one time I went to North K Jazz Bar by myself. And I met people who were playing music there. And then they were like, yo, you're going to Pi, right? uh And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to Pi. And they were like, we're playing at a bar called Mojo that is similar to this, right in Pi. You should go. And I was like, a hundred percent, I'll be there. And so I did the same thing. I corralled a new group of people to come to Mojo, and I said, "Guys, follow me to the promised land, and we're gonna have a great night." And then they did. And I hyped it up, literally on a, a little bit more than a whim. And but and then it worked out again. Like but like a, a really similar place. The drinks were a little bit more expensive. It was a little bit fancier, but it was a great time. Great music, good vibe, wonderful people. People had a blast. Uh, And then, here comes New Year's Eve. This, I did a little bit of research, and I heard from a lot of people that this was going to be a cool place. But this was just with Chloe and Eva, because this is when we were back in Bangkok.
1: And uh, it was just us three. And uh, I was like, guys, we were trying to figure out the plan. I
0: thought about it, tossed out some ideas. And we we're like, all right, blah blah blah. We talked about it during the day, and then we got some food together, and then we left. We separated, go do our own thing. And I was like, we, the plan was kind of uncertain, and so I was like, guys, here it is. Here's the plan. I said the plan. The most important part of the plan. What we're gonna be talking. about What I'm gonna talk about right now is how we went to Central World to watch the fireworks.
1: And again, Central World, out of the way. It was a trip. We had to take a taxi. Could have taken a
0: bus. Could have taken a train. We took a taxi. Uh, we get there. It's far away. And uh, as soon as we and but I was like, guys, I did the research. I think this is gonna be dope. I don't know what's gonna be here. I don't know our way around here. But follow me to the promised land. And so we go. We get there. And honestly, I was a little scared all i saw was just this mass of people and nothing around all i saw was just humongous crowd but like they weren't looking at anything because there was this huge crowd and then there was a little hill and you couldn't see over the hill and so i was like frick guys And so we go we all go to the bathroom find a bathroom and then uh we start making our way through the crowd and still i'm like yo i don't know if it's gonna play out the clock was ticking um it was we were getting close to midnight and we still didn't have a good spot. Like we didn't get there till about eleven and then we took us a little bit to find the bathroom and then we got some drinks and so that took some time too. And so it's like eleven thirty and that's when we start making our journey into the crowd to go see what it is. And uh and so we're feeling it out and then we go and we we keep going, we keep pushing, we get to a security gate where you're not allowed to bring drinks in and we literally me and Chloe have buckets of drink we have a bucket i have a bucket she has a bucket but there was no color in it and so we told the guy it's just cup soda and then he smelled it and he was like okay go and we're like all right dope uh and then uh so we keep going in and still a crowd but we're getting through the crowd pretty well and literally we're we're holding hands in a chain and I, was <laughs> and I was drinking a little bit at this point, so I was literally saying out loud, I don't know if they heard me, but I was literally saying, as I was leading them through the crowd, as we were holding hands, I was like, follow me into the promised land. I said that to myself, I don't know if they heard me, a few times. And then uh, we get to, the, we finally get to a good spot. And uh, it's like, there's all these screens, stages, with like humongous screens, uh, right in front of this huge mall that have the countdown going. We get to an amazing spot where it's not too crowded. We can see the stage. We can see, the humo- like my Instagram video, look at uh, John underscore Theo 16. Look at my Instagram from New Year's Eve, uh, and you'll see exactly what I was talking about. Uh, and then the countdown was amazing. Uh, this hum- so many people, everybody counting down, and this crazy firework show. I was losing my mind. I was in the middle of Thailand, Bangkok, New Year's Eve 2019. First year out of college, like on the other side of the planet by myself with a couple of people who I just met who were super amazing. Uh and it was really a surreal moment. Like emotionally it was surreal, but then externally it was crazy. Just how many people, there were thousands of people. Like, I think, I think I heard something that there was upwards of 100,000 people in front of this mall. Um, and it was a huge area. Uh, it was literally, they call it Central World, is the Times Square of Bangkok. Like, that's what they say it is. Um, and so we're there, and there's these crazy fireworks, crazy atmosphere, amazing, amazing experience. And I got to lead people to the promised land. And so that made it all better. And then Eva said to me, she goes, John, thanks for doing this. Like, thanks for telling us to come here because I had a great time. And, and then she brought up the thing about Mojo as well because she was at Mojo. She was like, thanks for doing that. And that, oh, my gosh, it like, it, like, it, like, it, like, put, like, a blanket around my heart. That's how good it felt to hear those. It felt like somebody was, like, reached inside my heart
1: and was, like, holding it in their hands and was, like, giving it up and was, like, petting it. That's what it felt like to me. Felt so good to hear that. Uh, and so I love doing that. I love putting it on the line and saying, this is going to be dope.
0: And if I'm right, awesome. But if I'm wrong, all all uh, all fault lies on my shoulders. I like getting all credit. And I like getting all fault. Putting your name on the line is dope. I like doing that. Uh, last thing. Last thing that we're going to talk about. Uh, is then afterwards, Chloe and Eva left for Japan. They had to get on a flight really early. So then we take a taxi back to where our hostels were, which were right near Khao San Road, which is like the super party road uh, of Bangkok, like for backpackers. Um, and that's where our hostels were. So they go to sleep. We say goodbye. Uh, they got me my first toasty. So toasties are a thing in, in Thailand. In Seven Eleven, Thailand, where these these little sandwiches that you can buy, and then you give them to the people, and they put them in a panini maker for you. They're basically they're paninis. Uh, they're like pre made paninis. That's it. That's all they are, but they're mad good. And I never had one before. And uh, but we don't have them in because we don't have toasties in America. But we don't have toasties in America because we don't need toasties in America. Like we have diners. Uh, we have fast food open late night, everywhere. Like, Thailand doesn't have really a lot of fast food places everywhere. Um, They have toasties. They have late night, 7-Eleven. Um, yeah, they don't really have a lot of 24-hour restaurants or anything like that, so they have 7-Eleven. Uh, so we don't need toasties in America. That's why we don't have them. Uh, I had a toastie. It was really good. It was awesome. Don't really have an emotional connection with toasties. They were good. I'll eat more. Uh, But that's about it. But then... This is the last thing I'm going to talk about. And then I'm, going go, then I'm going to eat my chips, watch a movie, and go to sleep. Wow, what a good Saturday night. Look at that. What a good Saturday night. I love you guys. I love talking to you guys. This is my favorite thing in the world, doing the podcast. What a good Saturday night I had. Played Uno with my neighbor's kids.
1: Got ice cream with them. I read a book today. Great. I had a great night. And now I'm doing the podcast, and I'm talking to you guys, my beloveds. I love you guys so much. You guys are the best.
0: Um, so thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoy it, because this is my life. Uh, and so it's cool that you guys listen to it and want to hear about it. And it's cool when you guys are like, hey, I like the podcast. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> uh, last thing I did on New Year's Eve. My New Year's Eve was dope, and it was
1: actually the first New Year's Eve of my entire life that I partied. 23 years old. This was the first New Year's Eve
0: of my entire life that I ever partied. And it totally lived up to the expectation. Because a lot of people are like, oh, New Year's Eve, it's never that fun. It never really lives up to the hype. For me, oh, come on, baby. Yeah, it lived up to the hype.
1: Yeah, it did. Yes, it did.
0: And have I, the reason I never partied on New Year's Eve is because when I was in high school, I was a wrestler. And so wrestling season was during the winter and it was always on New Year's Eve. So I never drank during the winter. And then when I was in college, I worked. I worked at Maxwell's for six years in a row. Six New Year's Eves in a row, I worked at Maxwell's.
1: Uh, as a barback and then into a bartender. Um, but am I at Maxwell's right now? No. I'm in Thailand. And there's no Maxwells in Thailand. Uh, so I didn't work.
0: First, first New Year's Eve of my life that I partied. And it was dope. And I partied until 7.30 in the morning. Because when we got back, when Chloe even and I got back to the hostels. They went to sleep at like 2. And then I no, they went to sleep at like 1.30. Around that 1.30 2 o'clock. That doesn't matter.
1: And then I went out. I went out to Calson Road and uh, checked my Instagram and
0: I'll, you'll see a picture. Check the All Walks podcast Instagram and you'll see a picture of what I walked into when I walked out into Calson Road.
1: There was this guy. Oh my gosh, dude. Be more Italian. You can't because it's impossible.
0: Be more Italian than this guy. And I'm not talking New York Italian. I'm talking about Italian Italian. European metrosexual Italian. I took a picture of this guy because he was the most Italian person I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've been to Italy twice. And this guy was the most Italian person I've ever seen in my entire life. He might not even been Italian. But dude, be more Italian. Follow my Instagram, All Walks Podcast. All Walks
1: Podcast. At, at, At All Walks Podcast. That's the Instagram. Uh, and then so then uh i'm walking through
0: calson road and i see this bar playing like weird techno music but then i see all these people in front of that bar dancing like psychopaths and so i looked at those people and i was like those are my people and so i just melt like gelled in and like danced my way into the middle and, like, doing, I started just doing weird things with my hands and, like, lifting my legs up in all different directions and, like, contorting my body in all these different weird ways. Like, I was possessed or something like that. Like, I would lower my level. I would raise my level. I would dance really small, like, with my hands all in, really close to my body. And I'd make little movements with my fingers and things like that. But that's what everybody else was doing, too. So I just came in. I didn't know everybody. And I just started moving like that. And I was like, these are my people. Uh, And so I gelled in with those guys. And then, out of nowhere, come these two people, Simon and Shell. The people who I was, a couple people who I was with in Pi and had no idea they were going to Bangkok. And then they, like, I just imagine what it was like from their point of view. Walking up to me alone, dancing. Like a psychopath in the middle of Bangkok. I couldn't imagine what it must have been like for them. I think I wish I would have been able to see that perspective. I bet you it was hysterical. And they just, I'm like dancing with my head on the ground, like head looking at my feet, not looking up. And they come around, and they swoop right in front of my face. And I'm like, whoa! And they're like, John. And I was like, Simon, Shell, what's up? Like, they're a super cool couple, uh, like, really nice people. And then uh, uh, I forget what, but like we talk, and then uh, I don't know where Shell went. Like Shell and Simon were dating. I don't know where Shell went. I think she went back like to her hostel or something. And Simon was like, she, like, I guess she was, she was tired. It was already pretty late, probably close to two thirty three in the morning. Uh, and so I guess she went back. And Simon was like, hey, I'm just gonna have one drink with John. And one drink with John turned into not leaving until... And Simon left at like 6.30 in the morning. I didn't leave till like 7.30 in the morning. The one drink with John turned till 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> and so I remember at the end of the night, I asked him, I was like, hey, where's Shell?" And she and he was like, she went, she went back a while ago. I told her I was going to have one drink with you and then meet her back at the hostel. <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's 6.30 in the morning. I was like, that was four hours ago. <laughs> and he was like yeah dude i'm probably gonna be in trouble but he was like it's okay we've been dating for five years things change at that point i was like ah word makes sense but we stayed out so late because uh we met these people from colombia and i overhear these people speaking spanish and i was like whoa that's cool and so i just said hello in spanish and they were like you speak spanish i was like yeah i do uh and then we just started talking. We all sat down together. It was this family traveling together. It was this big group. This big family. There was like six of them. Uh, and like they started coming out of the woodworks. Like I just first started talking to two of them. Like one kid who was like 18, 19 years old. And like his cousin who was like my age. Uh, like a little bit older than me. It was just them two. And we sat down together. And then was another lady came, and she was older. Like, she was the mom of the 18-year-old kid. And I was like, oh, cool, your mom's here. And, like, this 15-year-old girl came. I don't know her. she was like. I was like, who's this? And she was like, oh, this is my niece. I was like, Why wow, crazy. Uh, and then the husband came, and some other person came, and there was, like, five, six of them. And so uh, we're hanging out the whole time and just, like, having a good time talking. And now I'm going to say something. I'm going to say it. Because uh, I, I never felt comfortable with saying this. But now I think I have to say it. I'm good at speaking Spanish. Okay? Am I fluent? No. Do I have a working proficiency? Yes. Do I know I have a working proficiency? Yeah. Because I was able to only speak Spanish for four straight hours and have an entire family of Colombians tell me that I now have a second home in Colombia. And I didn't say a word in English. Not one. And so if I can gain the acceptance of an entire Colombian family to the point of them giving me their contact information and saying, if you are ever in Colombia, come to us. Because we are family now. Their words, not mine. They called me family. And so am I amazing at Spanish? No. Am I good at it? Yes. And so I am good at speaking two languages. Alright? I'm going to say it. People a lot of times don't say good things about themselves, but that's something that I'm proud of myself for. Is my Spanish really, I have a lot of area to improve? Yes. Will I improve? Yes. But is it good right now? Yes. Okay? And I'm really happy about it. Uh, And like this family was so cool. It was so interesting. It was so funny. Uh, Like I don't know what it is, but like the humor, like humor in Spanish is different. Like, some things are funny that aren't funny in English. And uh, it's just like the jokes, or at least, I, mean, I don't know what it is, but things that I normally wouldn't laugh. Like, my humor is different in Spanish. I think it's because I don't know as many words and I can't speak as well as I do in English, but like, it works. Because uh, we all had a great time. Uh, and there was this dad, uh, he and I vibed so hard. He was the dude who was leading the charge on getting me to come to Colombia and saying, you have another home. You have a home and family in Columbia now. Uh, like he, was, he was leading the charge on that. And the reason that I think he was leading the charge on that, because uh, I think she was his niece, or it was his daughter. I think it was his niece, but the 15-year-old girl didn't look like she was 15 years old at all. But she was 15 years old. Uh, and they thought I was like 35. Uh, but they were like, oh, how old are you? And they, were like, they, they said to me, they were like, oh, you'll never, you'll never guess. Like, this girl, she's only 15 years old. I was like, well, it's crazy. Yeah, she looks like she's probably around 20. Um, and, uh, but then I was like, Ugh, how old do you think I am? And they were like, I don't know, 35, something like that. And I was
1: like, huh?
0: I was like, I'm 23. And they were like, no way. This is already, we've already been hanging out for like two hours at this point. But then the 15 year old girl and the other, one of the cousins, I think, uh, she was older, uh, closer to 30, they go over and they sit in one of the balloon circles what the balloon circles are like laughing gas when they put them in the balloons and everybody like sucks on the, the balloon and you get like high for 15 seconds and that's it uh and but then they were playing music and so uh like there's some dude playing the guitar people were singing it seemed like a really cool place to sit and so the 15 year old and the cousin they go sit over there and I was like hmm I was like I don't know if they know what that circle is um and so I say to the dad. I was like, "Hey, like, I don't know if they know that that like, there's drugs in that circle. There's the, the balloons are filled with drugs. Like, I don't think they know that. And I was like, there aren't dangerous drugs, but like, that's just what it is. And he was like, "Oh shoot!" And so he goes over and he just talks to the girls. He's like, "Hey, don't do the balloon." Um, and then he comes back over. He looks at me, dead in the eyes, and he says, "Thank you." And he goes and he shakes my hand, and he's like, "Even though they're not dangerous drugs, they're drugs." and, he looked, and the the look that he gave me was a really cool look. I uh, looked me dead in the eyes, shook my hand, said thank you. And that's, that's what like started the, like that's what me doing that uh, is what really, I think, brought me in, because he was like, wow, you're looking out for my family. And he was like, that means, in that moment, of course, we were drinking, and things get emotional that aren't really there, yes, I understand that. But in the moment, it felt really cool. Uh, and now we're friends on Facebook. And if I ever go to Columbia, am I 100% going to hit him up? Yeah, 100%. But that's like what won, that's what I think that action won me over to him. And once I was won over to him, I was won over to the entire family. Uh, And you want to know why he was the one who accepted me first? Because dads recognize dads.
1: Because me telling the other father that his kids or his niece his family, or around drugs, that's a pretty dad move. And dads recognize dad. And then afterwards, we all went home. And I had the best New Year's Eve of my life. That's the podcast, everybody. Much love, my friends. Until next time.